2: Hi, everybody. Ron Geyer back with End Time Insights. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for listening. I know we say everything the same all the time. That's fine. I'm a creature of habit. We've been talking about the warnings to the church from the apostles, uh, from Jesus. Now we're talking about five times in Scripture Jesus tells them, tells the disciples to beware. Beware of false prophets will be this one. Last week, Jesus said beware of men, and we're moving on to beware of false prophets. He's getting more specific. Some of the others are. Let's see. He's got beware of the doc. Oh, beware of the leaven of the scribes and the Pharisees of the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Beware of the leaven of Herod. I mean, that's a good one. But we'll get to them. But today, beware of false prophets. Father, I thank you for your word. I love your word. Your word. If I hid in my heart that I would not sin against thee. The Bible says, The entrance of your word, O God, giveth light, and so shall your word be that goes forth in the earth that shall not return void, it shall prosper into the thing whereto I send it, saith the Lord. As your representative I send it today into the hearts and the minds of the people that are listening, Father, open thou their eyes, their ears, that they would behold wondrous things out of thy law. Make your word real to them, Father God, may it convict them, may it grow them, may it edify them, may it challenge them, may it rebuke them, Father God, at the end of the day, may it cause them to know you better, in Jesus' name, amen. Foundation scripture, Matthew seven fifteen. beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Here, Jesus calls the false prophets as ravening wolves inwardly that's their hearts you don't see their hearts you just see them by what they do although if you listen carefully out of their belly shall flow rivers of living water for the christian also you can listen to people talk and you can tell where they are spiritually just give them five minutes they'll tell you where they are if you've got your senses exercised to be able to discern what's right and what's wrong what's true and what's false we'll talk about that in a minute So these false prophets, they don't look like they're false on the outside. They don't have a sign that says, I am false. They don't announce themselves as false. They are out to destroy you. They are after your souls. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. Spurgeon has a brief note. In reading this chapter, one is led to feel that it is not, after all, an easy thing to be a sincere Christian. The way is hard and the road is narrow. Straight is the gate and narrow is the way and few there be that find it. Many are called, but only a few are chosen. The difficulty of being right is increased by the fact that now, Jesus says, there are men in the world whose trade it is to make counterfeit. There were and there are many false prophets in the earth, Spurgeon. Second Peter 2.1 confirms the same thing, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. Jesus called them false prophets during his time on the earth. Peter called them false teachers. They are the same. Ryle says it like this. This is good. This is a warning, which is much needed, obviously. There are thousands who seem ready to believe anything in religion if they hear it from an ordained minister, a so-called leader, a so-called pastor, a so-called prophet. They forget that clergymen may err just as much as laymen. They are not infallible. Their are teaching. Remember the teaching about the Pope? The Pope is infallible in uh, moral decisions. Joke. Their teaching must be weighed in the balance of Holy Scripture. They are to be followed and believed so long as their doctrine agrees with the Bible, but not a minute longer. We are to try them, like John says, and you try them by their fruits. Sound doctrine and holy living are the marks of true prophets. Let us remember this. Our minister's mistakes... If he's making a mistake, that's not an excuse for your mistakes. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into the ditch. Jesus said that these men looked a lot like God's sheep. They looked a lot like you. They looked a lot like me, but their hearts are wicked. They desire to feast on your souls. Jesus said we would be able to tell the difference by the fruit that they bear. Well, let's look at some of their fruit. Matthew 7, verse 20, wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. He even went so far as to classify fruit. Matthew 7:16, You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? The message says it like this. Be wary of false preachers who smile a lot, dripping with practiced sincerity. Chances are they are out to rip you off some way or another. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. Who preachers are is the main thing, not what they say. This is important. A genuine leader will never exploit your emotions or your pocketbook. These diseased trees with their bad apples are going to be chopped down and burned. Another translation says you will know these people by what they do. I mean, it's so obvious. You know, when I was in the Word of Faith movement, and by the way, I am Word of Faith. I live by the Word of Faith. The just shall live by faith. I love it. I just don't fall for the excesses or the abuses that the false are trying to make to get your money. Hallelujah. Fruits include deeds and doctrines. You got that? Their fruit, it's their deeds. What are they doing in their doctrines? What are they teaching? Both must conform to the word of God. A person speaking in the name of God is to be tested by the word of God. You got that? A person speaking in the name of God is to be tested by the word of God. The same principle still holds true today. Speakers and teachers should be tested against the truths in God's Word. Isaiah eight twenty. If they do not speak according to the Word, it is because there is no light in them. I find that really fascinating. If they do not speak according to this Word, the written Word of God, it is because there is no light in them. Do they feed pure milk, or is it diluted with worldly wisdom? Cute stories. Do their lives demonstrate the power of godliness? Do their disciples exemplify a heart for holiness and a heart for preserving faith? False prophets can also be identified by the character of their converts, the people that are following them. And I went in against this all the time. We used to go to a church, Lakewood Church, big church, famous church, a huge church. And I have hundreds of friends there. We went there for 35 years. We taught the Bible. We taught marriage classes. We did a whole bunch of things in an effort to make biblical marriages come out of that church. And so we have a lot of relationships still there, and I'm looking at some of these people and the way they're defending some of the things that are coming out of that church doctrinally, and it's given truth to what I just read here, that false prophets can also be identified by the character of their converts and their followers. I mean, we've got great friends there. Some of them got some screwy doctrines now. They think the world is flat. Man didn't go to the moon. I mean, you know, they're really off in the ditch once, saved, always saved, hyper-grace, you only need to repent once. They're following false teaching, and here's the deal. If you are following false teaching, then you will live according to deception. If they are deceived, you'll be deceived. It's that simple. Their followers, they will be like them in that they will be proud, egotistical, self-centered, self-indulgent, self-willed, and self-satisfied While being religious, once again, a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, they will be both self oriented and group oriented, but they're never going to be God oriented or scripture oriented. What is sad is that those who should be attracted to God are often attracted to the enemies of God. Who's an enemy of God? A false teacher, a false prophet. These are the enemies of God, and yet people who love the Lord, they should be drawing closer. The Bible says no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draw him. The Holy Spirit of God is supposed to be drawing you closer to God and his truths. And yet, for some reason, we get off, we get deceived, and we follow the false. And it's, it's more the rule than it is the exception. Both God and Jesus are after your soul. We know that, right? Satan is after your soul too, though. God and Jesus play by the rules. They play by what's written, the Word of God. Satan is not limited by laws or rules. You know, just think about the Democrats in our nation. You know, they're not accountable to the law. They don't like the law. They change the law. They think they're going to go to the courts to have their cases heard. They just find a judge that's corrupt and they buy him or they've already appointed him. There's no restrictions. There's no restraints. The Democrats in America have no moral boundaries. Neither one, evil politicians or evil spirits, have any restraints that work against them. It is the job of the Church of the Living God, though, to constantly counter the lies with truth. We reveal the darkness and their attempts upon man's souls by speaking the truth. I want a pastor that's out for my soul. I want someone to stand at the gate of my soul and warn me. I'll do the fighting. You don't have to fight for me, pastor. But just warn me. Tell me what's wrong. And don't you be deceived whereby you're going to cause me to be deceived. You stay in the Word of God. I don't care about your social life. I don't care about your jokes. I want the word of God. I want the warning. I want that big danger sign. I want that X on the pirate's face that's over the bottle of iodine when I was a kid that told you don't drink it. You remember that? (laughs) Amen. Mom, what does this mean? It means give me it. (laughs) Let's see. John 10.10. The thief, he comes not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus says, I have come that they might have life and have that life more abundantly. Satan's got to steal your soul. He's not entitled to it. He's a thief. It doesn't belong to him. Truth be told, by creation, your soul belongs to God, but you've got it. And he's got to steal it from you. He doesn't take it from God. He takes it from you. It's housed in your earth suit. Therefore, it's your responsibility. That's important. And your responsibility to make sure it doesn't get stolen. He cannot have mine in the name of Jesus Christ. Philippians 4, 7, God helps. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I think it's the living translation. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, would mount garrison over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. God gives us weapons to guard our souls. Remember earthly lust, which war against the soul. The devil, he plants evil. That's what he does false men, right in God's heavenly kingdom, sticks them right in the church. Remember the tares. There's some. Then there's also the backslidden Christian in the pulpit. Then there's also the false preacher in the pulpit. I don't, only can tell you that the way you're going to stay safe, you got to know the truth. You got to read your Bible every day. It's that simple. Many, if not most people are going to follow the false. We see it. I mean, look at the numbers out there. I'm a Christian. I, I read my Bible. I pray. I have fellowship. We teach the Bible. We study the Bible, and I know how few there are that are sold out to doing this, and I've still got tons of room to grow in, Uh, but it's a matter of the heart, and it's a matter of disciplining yourself to get up and read that Bible every day, and then live by the Bible. You've got to do what the Bible says. Jeremiah 5, verses 30 and 31, the prophets prophesy falsely, and the priests rule on their own authority, and my people love it so, says the Lord. Notice the Jewish people, they fell for the false. That's what I'm showing you. Beware of false prophets. Well, the Jewish people fell for the false. The prophets are prophesying falsely, and the priests or the shepherds rule on their own authority without the authority of God. And my people love it that way, says the Lord. The Jewish people, they not only fell for the false, they preferred it, and my people love it so. It's like in America, man, they thought God was too harsh in his judgments. I mean, wow, this is exactly what we're experiencing in the church in America. Rather than listening to the true voices of the true men and women of God that were calling for repentance, we're dismissing those voices as judgmental, and these people are haters. The liars tell us God would never do that. God would never judge America. He loves America. God owes America. They tell us that God, we're under the new covenant, we're under hyper grace. God's not judging his people. They say the world beats up mankind enough already. Therefore, I'm not going to preach that. I'll change God's word so as not to offend folks. This is the language of the false prophet. These people are false. They are liars and they not only deceive you, they are deceived themselves. I used to think, oh well, yeah, they just got, they're, they're dumb, they're stupid, they've been tricked. And yeah, that's true also. But the Bible says if you're deceived, you're evil. Ouch. 2 Timothy 3, 13, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Paul is warning Timothy that the evil men and the evil times are only going to get worse. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. In context, Paul told Timothy not to expect that he would be exempt from any persecution that was coming to Ephesus. And there would be no change for the better because the evil men Who Paul was referring to, they were getting worse and worse. To the contrary, Timothy must realize that not only are difficult days going to bring difficult people, uh, actually it's a little bit the other way, not only will difficult people cause us to live in difficult days, but these days would grow more and more dangerous and more deceptive spiritually, and the likelihood of Timothy telling Paul that he would be persecuted for the sake of righteousness would certainly not decrease. Unfortunately, the Bible refers to people who are deceived as being evil. Being deceived is no excuse. God expects us to live by the truth and to share those truths with others. Jeremiah 14.14, we read this last week, but it's a great scripture, and I'm going to break it down in a different manner this week. The prophets are prophesying falsehood in my name. The prophets are prophesying lies. I have neither sent them nor commanded them. To to speak for me, and they are prophesying to you a false vision. They are prophesying to you through divination, futility, and the deception of their own minds. Think about what we just read there. You know, if you truly know God and you truly know his Messiah through the word, then you must know how precious the name of God and the name of Jesus is. You know, there's only one thing that Jesus exalts against above his word, and that's against over his name. And the thing that he exalts above his name is his word. And yet God, they didn't even spell it out. That's how holy it was. And yet these people were coming and they were prophesying falsehood. God said, in my name. I mean, that's sacrilegious to the umpth degree, and yet the prophets were lying to the people and they were using God's name to do it. That is sacrilege of the highest order. And we did it in America during the election cycle, if you recall. We have seen this firsthand during the 2020 election and how far off the men of God had gotten uh, who claimed to speak for God, and their prophecies were way, way off. They were prophesying Trump was going to get a second term by a landslide. You know, I always gave them the benefit of the doubt, thinking that they were good-hearted folks who want the best for our nation. I'm fine. I was in that camp. But they spoke a false vision from their vain imaginations. Many jumped on the Trump bandwagon in an effort to build a brand for themselves, to become popular. Let's just take a real quick look at the judgment that awaited these false prophets in Jeremiah's day. Jeremiah fourteen fifteen. Uh, Let me read 14.14 again, and then I'll follow up directly with 14.15 to keep everything in your minds fresh. Jeremiah 14.14, The prophets are prophesying falsehood in my name. I have neither sent them nor commanded them nor spoken to them. They are prophesying to you a false vision, divination, futility, and the deception of their own minds. Verse 15, Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the prophets that prophesy in my name and the ones that I sent not, Yet they say, sword and famine shall not be in this land. By sword and famine shall those prophets be consumed. That's the word of the Lord. So the thing that they were supposed to warn the people about will be the means by which they are consumed. You know, that's dangerous stuff, but I'm sorry to say it gets worse than that. Verse 16. And the people to whom they prophesied shall be cast out into the streets of Jerusalem because of the famine and the sword, and they shall have none to bury them, their wives and their sons, nor their daughters, for I will pour their wickedness upon them. So we see that the prophets were prophesying. They were supposed to be warning the people that God was getting ready to bring the sword and famine against them. They refused to do that. They said, peace, peace, safety, safety, just like us here. Oh, don't worry, Trump's going to win. America's going to be restored. He's going to fix everything. And so the thing that they were supposed to be saying, that they would be dying by sword and famine, came upon them. Not only did it come upon them, but it also came upon the people that listened to them, for I will pour their wickedness upon them. so it is written in Jeremiah verses uh, chapter 14, verses 14, 15, and 16, that when the false prophesy falsely, And when the people are deceived and they follow them, both the judgment which they were supposed to prophesying came upon both the prophet and those that listened to them. Yes, folks, these are very stiff penalties for listening to them. Yep, just for listening to them and taking their words to heart. God judges harshly. It just goes to show. That they've led many people astray. That's why Jesus warned them, beware of false prophets. I see them leaving our Bible studies even, guys. And they're living in fantasy land in their vain imaginations. They still stuck on Trump. Now they're following teachers that are teaching them false doctrines. I mean, once you start falling for this false stuff, it is a nonstop, continuing, downhill fall where eventually your soul's at risk, and you may even run the risk of winding up in hell if you listen to these false people. False doctrine is deadly. I'm going to start saying that every week. You must have your doctrine right. Just like the scripture foretold, these false prophets are speaking out of the deception of their own minds. We're required to know the difference, folks. Who is a true man of God and who is a false man of God? It goes back to the Word and studying the Word. Then, once we have studied the Word, we must use the Word. Hebrews speaks of the process. Hebrews 5.14 but strong meat belongs to them that are full of age, spiritually speaking. Strong meat belongeth to them that are full of age, even those who by reason of use had their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. I love the phrase, by reason of their senses. Your spiritual senses are to have reason. They come equipped with reason, and reason doesn't grow automatically. The writer says your senses must be exercised. You do that by reading the word by meditating on the word and then by doing the word by faith. We are to use the word of God in our daily lives. Why? Because that is the only way we will be able to tell the difference between what's good and what's evil, what's from God and what's from the devil, who's true and who's false. God's got it all worked out. He knows what he's doing. He's given us instructions. If we would just read the instructions and do what we're supposed to be doing, we'd be staying out of trouble. We could help rescue our church. And instead of just watching it go downhill and becoming part of the problem by not challenging people, not calling them out. We did a post the other day about judgment. People don't understand judgment is healthy. Judgment is God's way of speaking to us, of correcting us. Listen, don't take this false stuff lightly. Remember, John told us the spirit of the Antichrist is already at work in the earth. Remember 1 John two eighteen. Little children. It is the last time or the last days, and as you have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now there are many Antichrists whereby we know that it is the last days. Now, try to follow this thought. I'm going to make it analogous to the prophecy concerning the coming Antichrist. John warned the church that even though the Antichrist is coming, and even though he is not here yet, there are still many forerunners to the actual appearance of the Antichrist. Well, If you know the book of Revelation, you will know that the Antichrist will have a partner in crime, part of the unholy trinity, and that partner in crime is what's called the false prophet. And Jesus and Paul and Peter are saying that just like the Antichrist has forerunners before he shows up, before he comes on the scene, so too does the false prophet. And that's who these people are. Well... What they're saying is, just like the Antichrist has people paring the way for him, so does the false prophet. And just like the Antichrist spirit will invade and has invaded the church and has already deceived many, we are seeing that now, with woke pastors and a communist infiltration into our seminaries, many false prophets are here now also preparing the hearts and the minds of many for the appearing of the actual false prophet. You know, the Bible has all the answers. You know, it's the way we can take these warnings seriously. I want to pray for you guys today. I want to lift you up before the Lord. I I hope that you're getting this stuff, and I hope that you're sharing it with other people. You know, that's why you have friends. That's why you have fellowship. I don't know what churches you go to. I don't know if you are going to churches. Uh, For some of you, this may be your primary source of information. That's why we take this so very seriously. There is so much false out there. There is so much deception out there. I give you God's word. I promise you we will not alter it. We will not make it to say what we think it should say. We will give it to you unadulterated, perfectly pure. It will not go through the filter of Ron's opinions to come before you. So, Lord God, I lift up these brothers and sisters in Christ, Father God, who seek truth. They are truth seekers. They are seeking first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, Father. And you said all these other things that they need would be added unto them, Father. I pray protection, Over them, Father God, both spirit, soul, and body, you've given your angels charge over them to keep them in all their ways, to bear them up lest they dash their foot against the stone. Father, I pray for divine appointments in their lives. Father God, men and women, boys and girls who love you purely. I pray for a supernatural hunger for the Word of God, that they would desire the sincere milk of the Word of God, that they would grow thereby, that they wouldn't be able to sleep at night or get up in the morning without going to the Word of God for spiritual breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Father God. I pray that you keep them as the apple of your eye. I pray that you grow them, Father God. I pray that you come to know them better and better each day. Jesus is your Lord. Hallelujah.